If you've ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes at restaurants, then you're in the right place. This podcast takes you inside the minds of restaurant owners, chefs, bartenders, servers, basically anyone who has anything to do with food, drink, or hospitality. I'm Brady Vixilio, owner of Steinhober's Restaurant La Bella Italia on Laskin Road in Virginia Beach. Welcome to the Czech Podcast. I'm Alvin Williams, co-host of The Check and owner of Cobalt Grill Restaurant at Hilltop in Virginia Beach. Welcome to our podcast. We'll be talking about restaurants, people who work in restaurants, who own restaurants, and the people who like to dine in restaurants. Today, we're honored to have our good friend, Jody Moore Newland. Good morning. Hi, Jody. How are you guys this morning? Hey, Jody. Welcome to The Check. Thank you for having me. Doing well, thank you. Let's just jump right into it. What inspired you to get into this business, Jody? Well, it kind of wasn't meant to happen this way. I was uh, teaching in Virginia Beach, and I grew up cooking um, with my mom. And we did all kinds of parties for people in the community and in the church. And um, I began doing that here for my friends. And um, I was asked by my employer to do uh, event an event that was large. It was for 150 people uh for five days, twice a day. And I decided that I probably should do something legitimate instead of doing it out of my house. So within seven days, I was licensed and working in a commercial kitchen and Sweetwater was born. And we just never looked back from there. So your company is Sweetwater Cuisine. So is that a catering company? Is it a restaurant? Is it both? It is both. Okay. We do it. We started when we were we were just an offsite catering company, and um, in April 2011 we moved to our Thalia location, and we've been there ever since. When we were open for lunch for a number of years, right now we're doing lunch Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and dinner on Thursday and Friday nights, and we do first and third Sunday brunch. We have a large following for brunch. Has that always been your schedule, or is this a COVID style schedule? Um, the brunch schedule has always been the same. Um, dinner and, and um, lunch is a, is our COVID schedule. Catering kind of just fell off the map when COVID happened and um, our life kind of changed. I'm, I'm sure as yours did too. Well, tell us about that. What, what did uh, people say to you? Did you have events booked and they canceled? How did that uh, play out for you and your company? Well, in March, we were scheduled to have a very nice catering season um, going into summer. And that first week, we were down about $300,000 um, in events that had either canceled or moved. And what that means for us is events that are moving forward, we're giving up that date a second time, right? Because we only have so many catering slots. So if they moved from the spring to the fall, that means that there's a date in the fall that we can't take a new job. So it's kind of a double whammy. Because with catering, everybody pretty much books in advance, gives you plenty of notice right. so you know what's coming. Whereas for Brady and I in the restaurants, you know, they may show up tomorrow or, or may not. That's and we right. don't really know. Right? Usually right. we don't. Yeah. When you were uh, teaching in Virginia Beach and you were doing the restaurant at the same time? We weren't doing the restaurant. We were doing off-site catering. So how was it juggling both of those very 
awesome positions. That was probably the worst and best year of my life. And um, not everybody knows about that year, but I was in graduate school full time getting my master's in educational leadership and I had my life all planned out and I was going to be a high school principal and I would retire and, you know, go on about my life. And then Sweetwater happened. Um, But also at that same time, Daniel um, was terminal. So uh, I was working full time. I was visiting Mississippi with my son a month, a week every month um, to make sure that he could see him as much as possible. And we were doing jobs for clients. So I was working all night, pretty much. Tell our listeners a little bit about Daniel. Uh, Daniel was my first husband. Um, he was diagnosed with colon cancer when he was 28 and died at 32. So it was, um, who thinks that they have colon cancer when they're 28 years old, right? Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think they recommend you getting tested until you're 50. Is that yes. right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, when, when Daniel died, we spent a lot of time together, as I said, cause Jonathan and I were traveling, um, to Mississippi to stay with him and visit. And uh, during those conversations, there was just a lot of real talk. And, um, I asked Daniel, what his life's regret was and and it was his answer was instant it was he he regretted not stopping and taking care of people around him who needed help and now that he realized that he was too sick to do it so the seed for daniel's grace was planted then let's talk about the seed there are so many stories that i could tell you that happened during that 10-year period from when daniel died um, until the organization was started in 2014 but jonathan and i jumped in with both feet started the organization we raised money to provide financial assistance to cancer families for daily living needs so our goal was to fill that gap there's lots of money for research there's there's very little money that's designated for families who are fighting the battle so Jonathan and I decided that that's where we needed to fill the gap. So we pay rent and mortgage payments, utility payments, provide groceries, meals, and things like that for daily living. Jody, who is Jonathan? Jonathan is my son, um, mine and Daniel's son. Oh, he was 13 when Daniel passed away, and he is going to be 30 on the 28th of this month. So. It's an impressive charity, and I've been honored to have been able to host your roast on the river at Steinhilbers for several years now. It's interesting that over those years, I've realized that I've known people outside of you and outside of Daniel's Grace who have benefited, who you've been able to help, and it's just amazing how much you do for so many people. Well, thank you, and I thank you for being a part of that. I don't know that there are enough thanks to be sad you helped make it happen brady (laughs) thank you there's not enough jody's i think (laughs) well thank you it has been a journey jody can you tell us more about the story behind the sweet water name and your tagline grits to glam yes so as i've we're 16 years old, and through those years, I don't know that, that our business is the same as when it started, and um, I certainly have grown as a person, but Sweetwater is definitely a reflection of me. I, I am the brand of Sweetwater, and we 
are very Southern hospitality driven. Um, We offer Southern cuisine. Um, Sweetwater, the name, came from the original one-room schoolhouse in the in the county in which I was born, um, and that land was donated by my great-great-great-grandfather, um, you and it a, was called Sweetwater. You have a great accent. Is, is that like Suffolk, Virginia, or is that Portsmouth or it's something? It's like Mississippi. Oh, oh. Okay. It's deep south. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, all right, deep south. Okay. Just Just checking. It's deep south. So that's where the sweet water comes from. Yeah, that's deep where the south. sweet water comes from. So it was a perfect fit for what I wanted to do. And my philosophy is in business is that I want every guest and every customer to come in at my event or at my restaurant and feel like they're at home, at, sitting at my dining table. And that's what we get a lot of feedback from customers that, that we've achieved that. But grits to glam, grits is obvious, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's something I've learned over yeah. the years. Yeah, right. Do you eat grits? I I do on occasion. It's I, I'd never heard of a grit until I came to this country, um, but um, I've been taught how to make them and prepare them, and not the instant grits. No instant grits. No instant grits. So um, I'm I'm getting used to them now. Yeah. Good. Well, we get our grits ground to order every week from us from the Delta of Mississippi. So they're made from heirloom corn, yellow corn. And they're quite delicious. And the glam? And the glam. Well, we don't want to be known for just grits. And we do much more than grits. So, <laughs> All right. um, Glam comes from the fabulous events that we create. Um, we bring our clients' visions to life. And that can be from a rustic feel event to a very contemporary and elegant event. Well, I've been to some of your events and some here at Steinhelbers. And they've been great. They really have. Thank you. Yeah, food's always good, and the events good, and the, the auctions and things that you have. It's it's uh, always fun. Good. Thank uh, you. You really know how to put it together. Well, it comes with a very large team that helps. It's not just me. What do you think sets you apart from the other places, other than the southern hospitality, southern food, other than that grits to glam? What is your specialty, and which foods do people seem to love the most? I was talking about this last night, actually. I think one of the things that sets us apart is the guest experience, and that's from the moment they meet us. Last night, we met with a lovely couple who's getting married next year, and I think they were with us for two and a half hours. And we were just chatting. We got to know each other. And really, before we left, we became kind of friends. And they commented on that about how much time we spent and how at ease they felt and how comfortable they were with us. So we really try to personalize the guest experience. I think that in terms of our food, we have things on our menu that haven't changed in 16 years, not because I don't want to change them, but because people just want them. Our sweet potato biscuits, our shrimp and grits, um, our honey pecan fried chicken, those are staples that I keep saying, I'm sick of making this. Can we do something else? And it's like, we want honey pecan fried chicken. It's those comfort home style comfort foods with an elevated twist, I think, that people are drawn to. Something that's a little special but familiar. I've noticed that guests hosting an event, it might be the first event they've ever hosted in their life. And it might be the most important event of their life, a wedding, a funeral an engagement, whatever it is, these events that we that we host are highlights in, in, in lifetimes. As far as planning an event, 
it's a very intimidating process. And to come into an environment like yours and be relaxed and, you're, and not hurried, you can um, connect with your guests. It, it's priceless, really. And I'm sure the people you work with are very appreciative. But I think that goes both ways, Brady. Um, I've, I've always said that we are part of the most memorable moments in people's lives, whether they're amazing or tragic. Right. And that's, that's how we help them make their mark and bring their celebrations to life. It's a pretty important job. And our job as a caterer is to make that as easy as possible, whether it's something happy or something sad. And isn't that something with the like the honey pecan chicken you were talking about? That's what they want because that's what they form their great memories on. And you might be sick of cooking it. Yeah. You know, I, I have plenty of dishes on my menu that I I don't care to cook ever again. But that's what they remember, and that's what they want. And they and they say, you know, we like this for whatever reason. It's f- familiarity or comfort food, like you say. And it's for us who provide a service to, you know, give them what they need and what makes them feel warm and fuzzy. That's right. We recently had a client that we had done a wedding for way back in the very beginning. And um, she has developed um, Alzheimer's. And her daughter-in-law called me and said, she loves your shrimp and grits. And we were thinking about bringing the family together and friends and doing a party. And we thought about you because she she loves your food so much. So it's pretty amazing. That's awesome. Brady and I have talked to many other restaurant owners. And we continue to talk to them on a daily or weekly basis about the, the challenges that they're facing related to COVID, which have primarily involved having enough space to safely provide distancing for our guests and finding enough staff um, as they may be hesitant to return to work. What are your experiences with this? So I am so sick of the word pivot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've been pivoting every day. Like a ballet dancer just yes. turning around and around. And you don't know what tomorrow holds. Like, so when we shut down in, in March, like kind of overnight, I said, okay, this is what we're doing. We're going to do penny pantry and we're going to do family meals. And, and that worked really well. So we reached out, you know, to our, um, to our clients and said, this is what we're offering. They would come pick up curbside. Then as things opened back up, that kind of died back down because people wanted to go out and, you know, which is great. That's great. But then it was a pivot again because then we were, we were all of our hands were not to mention that we were feeding full circle kids and Daniel's grace families during that first six week period, because we had a donor that gave us money to do that, but we were busy. Then we opened back up Then we had parties and we have no staff. Yeah. Right. So what do you do then? So you pivoted again. (laughs) Yeah. And and you're you're happy to have parties, but then you, you don't have enough staff, so you're not giving them the service that you're used to giving and that you want to give. So then you feel bad, and I think some of our guests have been nice about it, but you know it's not what they deserve, really. Mm-hmm. And I think we've been able to meet our client expectations, but we just can't do as much, right? As many as many events. So we're trying to focus on doing one or two events and doing them really well instead of the four or five that we are used to doing, which means that we don't have revenue right. that we used to have. So Let me backtrack a little. So pre-COVID, Brady, uh, this is my question to you also. Pre-COVID, beginning of this year, January, February, how were you shaping up for the year? Because I thought that I was going to be on for the best year ever. 
I thought it was the year I've been waiting for for the past six or eight years. Yeah. I was like, finally, we get this year. Mm -hmm. 2020 is going to be the best year ever. 2020. And what happened? Well, Well, it was looking great because because we had a really good January, really good February with with, uh, Valentine's and and lots of customers were coming in and they were energized and I had a, a great team. But once I was organized, I had all my wine dinners written through June. I knew exactly what wine dinner I was going to do every month. I, I had some new ideas and I was all juiced up. And then we just get smashed in March with, with COVID. Yeah. I was just wondering if you had lots of uh, parties booked for the year and, you know, ahead of time and that kind of thing. Yes. I mean, just last week. Okay. So we go back down to 25. Okay. So while it doesn't affect us as a restaurant, yeah, my wedding for 127 canceled. Here we are. And holiday, parties. holiday and parties, holiday parties that we have booked. So immediately, we're gonna we're gonna just cancel this because there's no way to do it safely for our employees. Yeah. So so we're allowed to have more than twenty five people in our restaurants at any given time. We can have, I guess, a hundred people in there. But as they, many as many right? as you can yeah. keep six feet apart. Yeah. But they can't know each other. <laughs> Well, only twenty five. Only twenty five can know each other. 20, so, you gotta have. So there's twenty five. You can't, have, can you can't have less than twenty five strangers, or right. how can, you can't have more than twenty five acquaintances. Well, you know, and this is where it, it all gets a little fuzzy. And then the other one was the, um, you know, because the governor came out with these these restrictions again. So is it no drinking after ten p.m.? Is it? Gotta you know, hope not. Is it? <laughs> is broken it, that rule already a few times this week. <laughs> are you not allowed to sell alcohol after ten, or are you not allowed to consume it? It's ten, is the, ten is the new two in Virginia. So, so you can at nine nine fifty nine, you can buy three bottles of wine and have money table and just. Oh, if you no 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 no, no, no. you got to pick the alcohol up at um. So at it's 10. no consumption then. No consumption. Okay, because I didn't see that. It's, it's like so, two o'clock. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, you got to, so, yeah, there's no alcohol after 10. It's, it's, it's like, it's, it's last, last call at 9.30 is what that amounts to. Okay. I, I, I didn't see that. Are we but, still but, selling yeah, cocktails to go? I'm selling yes, cocktails yes. wherever I can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So does that have to stop at 10 too? Or is it only for the people in your establishment? No, I don't, I, I, no, I think that you can keep on, <laughs> no, I think that's I fine. Know. No, I think is, that's fine because that's the same, that stops at midnight is what that is because that goes under the off license. Well, the off license rules, yeah. which which would be, that ends at midnight. I, I also think, I'm glad you brought that up, cocktails to go, because it's been great. There's been no trouble. There's been, I don't think any rise in any accidents or any bad things happening because people are taking cocktails to go. Right. So hopefully they'll keep this rule instated. And not take it off the table. Well, it's a, you can go and you can buy a, a cold beer at the Seven Eleven, but and now, of course, you can buy a cocktail sealed in a cup, and you have those nice little bags. Well, and they're selling those liquor drinks, right? Like like yeah. liquor water or whatever, like vodka and seltzer. seltzer. Yeah. So I guess well, it's you get like a margarita in a can type of thing. Yeah. So it's the same as us selling a nice premium cocktail and putting it in yeah. a little Capri Sun bag, right? And send it with a straw. I think it's the same thing. Hopefully, well, we keep. I think there's going. an alcohol. There was an alcohol limit, like a ABV alcohol by volume limit of those over the counter. Oh, I bought. see. Yeah. Um, okay. You know. Jody, as you look back on your 16 years in business, 
What have been some of the most rewarding aspects of what you've done? Being a part of those cherished moments. And it's, it's more about our guests than it is about the experience that I have myself. I can think of some highlights of, um, they're both horrible. I can write a book about things that have happened for sure. Yeah, I think Alvin and I have discussed that. It's going to be our retirement. Yeah. Yeah, we're writing books. I mean, definitely. Certain customers have their own chapter. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, but there, we did um, we did a, a 400-person luncheon for mayors many years ago that we provided synchronized service for. And I was like, whoo, that was like a cheering moment, right? Nice, yeah. Um, so who, who did you say that was for? I'm sorry. Maersk. Oh, oh, was oh, a oh ship the Christ- shipping company. Mm-hmm. So the describe Christmas. synchronized service for our listeners because a lot of people don't know how, yes. how so we, involved that is. Actually. Yeah, so we did um, we did five um, wait, wait staff per table of 10. They each took two plates. They circled the table. There was a lead at each table, and all the plates went down in front of the guests at the exact same time. So um, they, it was very impressive to watch because we had several teams, of course, going out at once. And um, conversation at the table stopped um, as it was being done. So it was pretty neat to it's watch. It's like synchronized swimming. It is. For a restaurant. It, it, <laughs> it, it is impressive. The idea of that is that it's, uh, it doesn't interrupt. There's no, it's, it's only a brief interruption. There's not a period of you know, a minute and a half or two minutes when food arrives. It's only... Like three seconds. Yeah. And it's kind of seamless because everyone's taking away plates at the same time. So the guest is not waiting for the sixth or seventh or eighth person to right. have their plate removed. It's all pretty right. quick. So. Everybody gets to eat hot food. Yeah. I want to hear a little bit more about your penny pantry too. We talked about that. You talked about it briefly, but I wanted to get some details about that penny pantry to go. Yeah. So we package our most favorite items chicken pot pie, rotel chicken, different family-style meals, and uh, you can get them fresh or frozen. And you can stock your freezer, get them out, thaw them, pop them in the oven, and dinner's ready. So no work. And you've got a double meaning on that penny pantry too, right? That's right. So our floor is made out of pennies. (laughs) It's really pretty. (laughs) Yeah, cool. Laid down one by one. So what has been your most successful endeavor during the pandemic? Is it the penny pantry? Is it just food to go with the curbside pickup? What's What's been most popular? I think Sunday brunch has been the most popular thing. We're pretty much, well, almost back to normal on that. Food to go was, at the height of the pandemic, the most successful thing, though. And was, was that like family packs or that was single? Family packs. Single family packs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Prepared, ready to eat, or prepared uh-huh. uh, to heat, ready to heat, ready to heat, ready to okay. heat. What about you? Our takeout business has grown exponentially, so that's pretty good. So now we're getting good about packaging things and figuring out what to sell, what travels well, what doesn't. Getting the best takeout containers, so that's that's been pretty good. But we're we're having a lot of people come back in, but we find that people want to sit outside; they feel safer outside. They're still socially distanced on our patio. So now we need to get some more space out there and try and find some heaters. Brady found a bunch of heaters. I'm still looking. But um, because it's getting cold now. It is getting cold. So now it's going to be a little more challenging. People don't want to eat outside at our place. And I think it's because we have plenty of space. So space is not our issue. You have a gorgeous patio. Yeah, everyone has different spaces. 
for me, it was the outside dining. Fortunate to have that lawn and lawn. Yeah. That's that's a, that's a that's a park. It is a park. It's beautiful too. Yeah, yeah, and and you know it well because it's where we have hosted the Daniel's Grace Party. That's right. So we've talked a lot about work, Jody. What do you like to do in your in your free time? What free time? <laughs> That's what I, I kind of expected that answer. <laughs> you know me. Uh, there's no free time. Um, I like to go visit my granddaughter. I would say that that's at the top of my list of things that I love to do. She's the love of my life. I love that you have a granddaughter because you look to be in your early 30s. I'm definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. Is that Southern cooking or something? It's no sun. That's what it is. It's no sun. <laughs> so what's next for you? Um, you know, you conquered the, the catering and the restaurant thing. What are you going to do next? Daniel's Grace will be a national nonprofit. Wow. All right. You heard it here first on the check. On the check. <laughs> <laughs> Jody, you're planning on taking Daniel's Grace national. Can you tell us what you've accomplished so far and then what you intend to do more? We offer college scholarships to students um, who are either graduating seniors or are already on the college path, and they have to have been directly impacted by cancer, either themselves, uh, their parents, or their grandparents, um, because oftentimes their parents are having to pick up financially for grandparents who are ill. So um, that has been very re rewarding to watch. We have several kids that we have been able to provide financial assistance for through their entire college career, and now they've graduated and gone on. One to become wow. an oncology nurse. Oh, wow. Um, and one locally who he just graduated, and his mom came out of remission and is terminal. So it's so what we do um, is is so encompassing of all the emotions right yeah success and and loss right so taking that national means that um i just want to grow us organically a state at a time right and the more people we can reach the bigger footprint we can have on the world it's fantastic right? great goal great goal is your next state going to be um close by or is it going to be mississippi we're mississippi. already in mississippi oh so we're oh, already, already, we're already right. you're already on yeah. there you're, okay you're i would way. probably say um north carolina would be next and i should also say that um all of our funds are used locally so where we raise them is where they're poured back into the community We like to do a little thing here called the lightning round where we ask you some questions, uh, personal questions, not too personal. Do I have a time to think? Uh, no. You got to <laughs> give us, we ask you the question and well, you got to answer, the lightning you gotta answer yeah, it's not, straight away. It's, don't, don't think about it. You got to, you know, just give us what's on, on your mind. So, uh, first one's easy. What's your favorite movie? The Notebook. Oh, Lord. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. That should tell you a lot about me. <laughs> What's your favorite meal, Jody? Fried chicken, oh, mac and yeah. cheese, good one. Oh, yeah. collard greens, yeah. 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 Good. Good. Good one. Mexican cornbread. <laughs> what? Mexican, Mexican cornbread? cornbread. Yeah. Is, that, is that better than grits? 
Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, maybe. Ooh. It's totally two different things. <laughs> and they're different things. Where can you get Mexican cornbread? I'll have to make it for you. All right. What is your favorite beverage? I know this one. Can you answer that, Brady? <laughs> Sweet tea. <laughs> uh, of course. Truth. <laughs> Right. What's your second favorite? The Cosmopolitan. Okay. I thought you were going to say sweet tea with bourbon. <laughs> no, no bourbon here. No bourbon there. All right, Cosmo. All right. What is your favorite place in the world where you have been or where you think you might like to go? That's a trick question. No. All right. We'll, we'll keep it simple. I'm going to say Bogachita, Mississippi. That's your favorite place in the world. That's where my granddaughter is and my son. Okay. Yeah, good reason. And my parents. Oh. Yeah. Three words. That you think best describe you? Hardworking. Two words. See, I, I got that. <laughs> it's hyphenated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hyphenated. She is from the South. She got us on a loophole. Yeah, loophole <laughs> right there. <laughs> All right. Compassionate and kind. All right. I would add fun. Fun. You're fun, too. Am I fun? You're yeah. fun. You're fun. You're fun. I'll take that. If you weren't doing this, which I think is your dream job, what? would your other dream job be? I would be yeah. doing Daniel's Grace. But you're already doing you're Daniel's already doing Grace. Mm-mm. If I oh, wasn't full-time. doing, if yeah. I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, right. that's what I would be doing. Oh, uh, okay. Of course. Right? What's the best advice you've ever received? I have two pieces of advice. One was from my father who told me to pay my bills even if I had to eat macaroni and cheese every night. Good advice. Which is half of your favorite meal. So Exactly. <laughs> kind of a win-win. So I'm safe there. And then two independent times, two of the most influential people that I have in my life said this to me. Nothing is ever as good or as bad as it seems. It's so true. But where's the advice there? Take the emotion out of it. Or this too shall pass. Yes. Even if it's good. Even if it's good. Yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah, you don't think about that when things are going right. When you're in the heat of it, it's... It's like, going like, like January and February when we're... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Right? In Shangri-La. <laughs> yeah. And then not so much. Well, Jody, you've been an, a great guest. Thanks for taking time out of your day. We know you are extremely busy, so we're, we're very privileged that you are here. I appreciate you having me. It's always great to see you. For our listeners out there, if you want to see uh, some pictures of Jody and her operation, we'll be posting those on our website, which is thecheckpodcast.com. Transcripts, past episodes. And photographs. And photographs. Well, I'm Alvin. And I'm Brady. And this is The Check, Check.